Well, good evening. Welcome to our roundtable discussion for this week, and we're so glad you tuned in, and we're excited about uh, tonight's topic. Uh, we're here once again in uh, Pastor's office, and it seemed to have worked well last week, and so we went ahead and uh, decided to use it again. And so far, uh, I think the folks have been blessed, Pastor, by our roundtable discussions. Uh, most of the responses that I've heard or received have been positive. Yeah. You, you as well? Yeah, I, I've gotten good feedback, and our prayer is not that we're, we become famous through this, but that people are able to um, be better equipped yeah, to amen. answer questions and, and be more you know, uh, shirt up in their faith. Yeah, this has been a help to, uh, to our church. I believe it's been a help to us, no and uh, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's been, a, it's been fun, lots of research, uh, lots of studying, and hopefully it's a help to you, and hopefully more souls are, are impacted and obviously saved, Lord willing, as a result of uh, our efforts here. And so, and so tonight we have an, an interesting topic that I'm sure that you have heard in your uh, witnessing efforts. Uh, I know Pastor and I have. Uh, why are there so many religions? Now, I want to say before we delve into this, I believe that that question, Pastor, has a little bit of a presupposition to it. Uh, the presupposition being that because there's so many different faiths, so many different beliefs, uh, that they all must lead to the same God, the same place. Uh, that's a presupposition. It's almost as if people are trying to excuse themselves from having to commit to any one. Well, because there's so many different ones, then it doesn't really matter. You know, that's kind of what I'm feeling some people might be thinking. Well, obviously it does matter, you know, which one we decide to follow and believe. Uh, as we'll see uh, this evening. And so today is a Saturday for us, and it's Sunday evening for you all. And so uh, I'm hoping that I'll look a little bit different uh, on Sunday morning. Uh, Pastor got his hair cut this week. Uh, finally, he's been uh, trying to get to that for the last uh, few months now. Yeah. And I know Steve Prush has also uh, been dying to get a haircut. And so I was excited to hear that you were able to get he in. He has more hair to grow than me. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, um, it, it's been good to get the, the hairs, the few of them on my hair. The few of them, amen. Uh, cut and, and looking a little better. A lot of yeah. people ask me, they say, they look at me and they look at my head of hair and they say, what are you cutting? It's so short. And they're, they're accurate. It's true that my hair is rather short, but... You know, it's all relative based on what you're accustomed to and what you're used to. And so if I'm used to it being skin tight around the sides and the back and and obviously I don't want it quite as short at the top, but I have no choice in the matter. Um, we understand that. Right. And so, well, right now it's it's long for me, for my personal taste. And you were there. Right. Yes. You were there where it's like, OK, this is too long. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it was driving me crazy. Yeah, and that's and what it does. In my adult life, that's the longest I had ever let it get. So. That's what it does. It, it it drives you batty, you know, to feel it. You can sense it. You know that it's a, that's how I feel. Enough about that. I don't want to get people to thinking that I'm being vain here, uh, right? Well, there's uh, not a whole lot for us to brag about. From that's right. That's it. You know, Our lives may think other, but that's, that's probably where it begins and ends. So. I, I like how we're uh, adjusting the cameras, and we're trying to get the right angle, and, and I say to Joe, I said, look, it doesn't matter how many more angles you try, it's not going to get any better as far as how I look. So We need to send Joe to makeup artist school so yes, we can, you know, maybe, hide all of our blemishes. But maybe he can doctor us up a little bit. Uh, I'm sure he wants to touch our face. So. <laughs> 
Not exactly. Uh, maybe he wants to touch our faces, but maybe I don't want him to touch our think, faces. Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. <laughs> so real quickly, I, I spoke to um, uh, Jake Holly the other day. I can't remember exactly when it was, uh, sometime this past week. And he says to me that he and his family watched last week's roundtable discussion. And uh, he says, man, my kids heard, and he couldn't remember who it was, which one of us had said it. He says they heard this phrase and they've been repeating it like nonstop. And and uh, you'll laugh when you hear which one it is. And so he says his kids heard all means all. That's all all means. <laughs> he says they kept going around repeating it over and over. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That was from you. <laughs> yes, I know, I know, and you know that that that's one that I that I use uh, somewhat frequently. Uh, it's interesting to me and to us to to know that our young people are also uh, tuning in and watching, and and hopefully it's a help to them. Uh, I know they won't understand everything, but hopefully, Lord willing, some of these things, some of these principles will stick. Yeah, and you know, I'm sitting down on Sunday evenings and watching this with my family and my my 11 year old. Um, I think he may end up being a scholar. He he, he thinks deep for an 11 year old. My nine year old, um, she she just loves life, Amen. and so um, she doesn't quite think so deep. So yeah. I'm finding myself turning the volume down slightly and explaining things so sure. she can get it. Sure. And as a mom and dad, I would highly recommend that you do that. You take Amen. take the time and, and try to explain things on a level for your children. Understand. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, that's good to hear, and uh, we're glad that families are are watching and. And even if that's all they get, all means all, that's all all means, then, hey, that's something. Amen. Amen. All right, so why are there so many religions? Now, uh, in in our research for this, uh, I ran across a video of a fellow named Rick Garland, and he is a Christian apologist. And he quoted a website, uh, theologicalstudies.org. And he says that they did a study on world religions. And he quoted them as saying, Quote, the exact number of religions in the world is unknown. Best estimates place the number of religions around 4,200. 4,200. That's a, that's a guess. That's a, the best estimate. That's still a ton. That's a, that's, I can't believe that, that there's that many out there. But nonetheless, uh, he continues quoting this website. He said, of this number, of the 4,200, a dozen have been classified as major world religions. And he went on to you know, give stats and, and reasons why they would be considered major world religions. We're not going to do all that. But uh, he did say uh, in the remainder of the quote, uh, the Christianity, Islam, and Hinduism were on the top of the list. And so they were the top three religions of the 12 major religions. I also read in our study and my research that uh, other sources have said that there are five major religions. Christianity, Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, and Judaism. Now, with there being an, a guess, an estimate of over 4,000 different religions in the world, uh, with there being that many uh, options, I guess you could say, is if that's the right term. Uh, with there being so many to choose from, uh, do all roads lead to God, but just in a different way? Because we hear people say that a lot, Pastor. They'll say things like, well, uh, I've heard Oprah Winfrey on one of her shows at some point say, you know, all roads lead to God in some form or fashion or another. Uh, some people get there a little differently than others, but they all basically lead 
to the same place. Yeah, Oprah has also said that you must discover your your truth. Yeah. Instead of the yeah. truth. Sure. And we talked a little bit about a little bit about uh, truth, relative truth, absolute truth. Uh, we may delve into that uh, here uh, a little bit, but we'll see uh, where the Lord leads. Needless to say, um, to say that our way, okay, the the Christian, biblical, born again, trusting in Jesus Christ, His death, His burial, His resurrection uh, for our uh, eternal salvation, to say that our way is the only way, or the right way, or the true way, obviously is exclusive. Uh, it's going to exclude some of these. Uh, all of the others that don't believe exactly that. Uh, some people would even characterize us as being arrogant, uh, saying, well, you guys are proud. Uh, you guys are exclusive. Uh, so the question begs to be answered, do all roads truly lead to God? And so that, that takes us to point number one. We have three points. We have a couple sub-points uh, that we're going to share uh, this evening. And the first one is the contradiction. The contradiction. And so, again, the question, do all roads lead to God? Well, Or do all roads lead to heaven? Or do all roads lead to heaven? Do, yeah. do they all end up at the same result, yeah. just in a different way? Now, obviously, we know that a road is uh, a, a, a traveling path to get from point A to point B. Uh, and sometimes you can get from point A to point B a different way. We understand that. Uh, and that, that's common sense. Uh, some ways take a little longer. Some ways are a little shorter. But that... We can't use that reasoning when it comes to faith, when it comes to eternity, and when it comes to truth. Uh, because uh, there may be some similarities in some religions and, and various religions, and maybe all of them, uh, but there are more contrasts than, they are, than there are similarities. There's more things that are different. Would you agree, Pastor? Oh, definitely. Uh, there's definitely some similarities. Prayer, fasting... Uh, most have a, a uh, spiritual or, or scriptural uh, book that they adhere to. Meditation. Meditation. There are some similarities, but what we're doing and why we're doing it, totally different. Uh, uh, what we're doing it for, totally different. And then even the end result, in many cases, is very different. It's very different. So uh, there are not, they are not different paths to the same destination, um, and I like this quote. I, I, I know there's a book out there. I forget who wrote it. I believe it was Raymond Barber. I could be wrong. Um, things that are different are not the same. And uh, you've seen that book, I'm sure, yeah, Pastor. I think Curtis Hudson pre even preached a sermon by that title, Things yeah. That Are Different Are Not the Same. Yeah, and I know they were referencing to the different Bible verses and all that, yeah, but right. it, it, it applies here. Absolutely. If things are different, then they're obviously not the same. It is, it is, it is asinine to believe that you can get on five different interstates heading in five different directions and believe that all five of them are going to take you to the same destination. Exactly. And that's the point. The whole point is uh, the reason why they're characterized as 42 different different religions is because they're different. 4,200. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's, 40, there's at least uh, 12 of them that are major. If you want to go with just the five, okay, whatever you choose to go with the number. Uh, sources vary. But there's there's a there's a reason why they're characterized as different because as, they're not the same. And as you're going to lay out for us here in a minute, even even these uh, major religions claim a different path to God. So exactly. to believe that these different paths are going to take you all to the same destination is not logical on any level. No, it's it's and and we're not trying to be unkind here. It's unintelligent. 
it's basically foolish to assume or or uh, say something like, "Well, all roads lead to God." They just go about it a different way. No, 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 that's not true. Okay, let's let's look at some of the uh, <clears throat> some of the points we have here. Okay, let's look at Islam. Uh, Muslims believe that you have to perform the five pillars of Islam in order to find favor with God and uh, salvation. And and there's some information uh, that uh, you you know about, Pastor. They they talk about you can have your own planet uh, in eternity and all these kinds of uh, weird, strange things. Uh, but the five pillars, okay? Pillar number one being you have to make a statement of faith that Allah is the only true God and that Muhammad is his messenger. Uh, then there's there's fasting, there's praying, there's um, uh, there's a pilgrimage to Mecca. I'm missing one in there somewhere. Uh, I forget the, the, that other one. But nonetheless, these are the five. And we, we looked at these before we started. I knew I was going to forget one. Uh, but nonetheless, these five pillars you have to perform. That's the key word. You have to do these five pillars. If you don't perform, if you don't practice, if you don't uh, regularly do or participate in these five pillars, then... Obviously, you're not going to have favor with God and you're not going to be ultimately saved or salvaged in eternity. And so, uh, again, that's that's what the, the Muslims believe. Now, let's look at the next one. Buddhists. Buddhists believe that uh, you find God through a process of enlightenment. Enlightenment. And so uh, this process includes getting rid of and purging yourself of your desires. Again, that's not the same as performing the five pillars. So they're not the same. They're, they're different. As a matter of fact, uh, there's some versions of Buddhism that are actually atheistic, uh, that believe that there is no God. Uh, and so how is that the same? They're not the same. They're different. And there's a reason why they're different. All right, let's look at Hinduism. Hinduism believes that there are, now this blew me away when I saw this. And I've, I've heard this before. You know, I knew some of this information they believe that there are 330 million gods. It, it reminds me, Pastor, it reminds me of when Paul was, uh, was at Athens? Well, he was in Athens on, on Mars Hill. Uh, and they had all the various uh, uh, idol to this god and that god and this god and that god. And then they had one to the unknown god, just in case they missed one. It Was that Athens where that happened? Yes. I believe it was. Yeah. Uh, I forget what chapter in the book of, of Acts that, that's recorded for us. And he came and he preached to them that unknown god. For a preacher, that's, that's an easy sermon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's, it, absolutely, it's, it's, a, it's a setup, you know. It's, yeah. it's, the, uh, it's the fastball coming yeah. you know, right down the middle. You take a swing. Right, yeah. <laughs> that one's easy to hit out of the park, and he did. He did. He absolutely did. But it's interesting to me, as we talked about last week, Pastor, we all have the innate desire to worship, right? And even if we, for, you know, for the person who hadn't heard, right, we talked about that last week, the person who hasn't heard, they're going to worship something. And those folks on, in Athens, those there at Mars Hill, were worshiping everything they possibly could worship. And just in case they missed one, they said, to the unknown God. It's a polytheistic there. viewpoint. I've talked to people who've been to India, and they talk about how there's little roadside altars set up everywhere for you wow. to stop. And even within a roadside altar, there can be 10 to 15 to 20 different gods set up in there that people do sacrifices to or pay homage to, wow. and they're everywhere. That just sounds so confusing. It does. And we'll look at that here in a, in a, in a minute. But uh, that's, uh, that's Hinduism. As a matter of fact, Hinduism, uh, they're the, the main 
uh, proponents of reincarnation. You know, the ones who, you know, they, you know, I don't want to come back. Yeah. Worse. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, kill my cow because that could be, you know, and, and so and so from, you know, previous life. So question for a Hindu. If a man lives a good life, does he come back um, as a man again or does he come back as a woman? (laughs) (laughs) That one. We'll let the, uh, we'll let the people at home. Debate that one out. You 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 got a uh, you got to laugh out loud out of uh, Joe on that one, out of Joe on that one. He's not mic'd up, but uh, if you all were here, you would have heard him laugh out loud. <laughs> He's trying really hard not to uh, not to interrupt us. Um, but again, it, it just adds to the confusion, and we'll talk about that a little bit more and a little bit later. All right. So uh, Muslims, the five pillars, Buddhists, uh, process of enlightenment, Hindus, you know, uh, reincarnation, three hundred thirty million gods. Uh, Mormons, okay, Mormons technically would be considered uh, a, a sect, C-E-S-E-C-T, uh, I'll get it right, uh, of Christianity, uh, but it's not true biblical Christianity. But nonetheless, uh, they believe that all, all of their proponents, all of their followers uh, will one day be a god themselves and they will rule their own planet. I, I remember when I first heard this, I said, no, there's no way that these people actually believe this. And sure enough, they actually do believe this. And this is part of their tenets. It's just absolutely insane to me to think that. Um, that's the Mormonism. So it's not the same as Hinduism. It's not the same as Buddhism. It's not the same as Islam. Uh, and then, of course, uh, atheists, they believe that the path, uh, the path we're, all, uh, we're on is we're all headed to destruction at the end. Uh, they believe there's no afterlife. There's no soul. There's no God. Uh, it doesn't matter. You know, we can basically do whatever we want. So every one of these people that would believe these faiths, they believe that they're right and everybody else is wrong. And 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 I can say that we would feel the same way. We feel that we're right and everybody else is wrong. Yeah. And to someone who hasn't picked a faith, this is confusing. It is. It is. You're absolutely right. That's why they ask the question. I believe some many people are sincere. They're very genuine when they say to a soul winner or someone witnessing to them well, you know, why? Why are there so many different beliefs? And why are there so many different religious systems? Um, but we, we see here, and hopefully tonight we'll be able to help you all with this. We see here that all of these paths are not the same. Not only are these paths not the same, they, the destinations of these paths are not the same. And so when a person who is a, 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 a famous, influential person like Oprah Winfrey makes that kind of statement... And the masses who follow our uh, what we call you know icons, so to speak, people on television and radio and movies and all that kind of thing, you know they follow these people and they almost just accept what they say uh, at face value without actually studying for themselves. They believe that she's accurate in what she's saying, yeah. and, and that's the society we live in. And we gotta we gotta do better. We gotta we got too many people who are followers and not enough leaders. And I don't mean that you have to be in charge of people. I just mean you got to think for yourself. Lead yourself. Yes. Yeah. Lead, yes. lead yourself into finding truth. Amen. And, Amen. And don't be concerned about pleasing the culture around you. Right? Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, the culture is not going to be there to save you Amen. Uh, whenever you die. That's right. Right? When you stand before God, uh, he will not... He will not judge on the curve. You know, it's not, well, you would have done better uh, if you hadn't lived in the 21st century. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So all, it's foolish to say that all roads lead to God. I, I like what this uh, 
English writer and poet Steve Turner in a short work called The Creed. It's called The Creed. He describes religions this way. He says, quote, We believe that all religions are basically the same. At least the one that we read was. They all believe in love and goodness. They only differ on matters of creation, sin, heaven, hell, God, and salvation. They only differ. Pastor, what do you have to say to something like that? They only differ on like the most fundamental teachings. The most important ones. Within any faith. Yes. So they have three things in common, sort of. <laughs> and in every other way, they contradict each other. But hey, all religions are basically the same. It's just That's like foolish you, talk. It is. It's absolute foolishness. These are by far uh, some, if not all, of the biggest fundamental doctrines in a faith. Yeah. Creation, sin, heaven, hell, God, and salvation. And if they differ, if they differ in those it's only logical that they're not the same. They don't teach the same. Uh, they differ in their overall approach to these. And the destination, the end result is, is different. And so how can anyone say that all religions are the same uh, when there's so many contradictions? Okay, there's a few. There's a few similarities, but way, way more uh, differences than there are similarities. So that's the contradiction. Why are there so many uh, religions? Number one, the contradiction. All right, and let's get into point number two. Uh, I think this will become a little bit more practical for us, okay? The confusion. The confusion. So, Pastor, did God intend for us to have 4,200 religions, 12 major religions, people being so confused? Obviously, God did not intend for that. No, God is not in any way for confusion. Amen. In fact, if you look at the universe that he created, it is so orderly. And Good point. That's a great point. He, he great loves point. order. Yes. Um, you all, we've all heard the phrase, cleanliness is next to godliness. Amen. And while that isn't in the Bible per se. Some people do think it's in there. Yeah. Well, maybe <laughs> written in the flyleaf, right? Yes. Some Bibles. <laughs> um, the concept is. Sure. Right? Sure. Because order, God is always Amen. for order. Amen. And and First Corinthians 14 are, are the, that we have two of the verses that are like the, the big ones that basically say that. Uh, in verse 33 and in verse 40. Pastor, would you mind reading those two verses for us in 1 Corinthians 14? Absolutely. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all churches of the saints. And then verse 40 of the same chapter adds, Let all things, let all things be done decently and in order. Decently and in order. God is not the author of confusion. Now this, to put it in context for our, our folks at home, who are, I'm sure most are aware, some may not be. Uh, this is talking about uh, some folks speaking in different languages where the, the folks in the other, and the rest of the church couldn't understand, hey, there needs to be order. Yeah. Uh, it needs to be done a certain way. Uh, it also talks about the difference, the roles of the women, some of the roles of the women in the church. You know, there needs to be order. So that's the context of this passage. But the underlying premise is that God is for order. God is for, or he's not for confusion. If we have confusion... It's not coming as a result of God God wanting it to be that way. God wants it to be orderly. He wants it to be uh, understandable. Uh, he wants you to be able to know. I, I find it interesting, Pastor, when, when we go soul winning, and I'm sure you, you've, you've had this experience where when you show someone 1 John 5.13, God wants you to know it. 
that you're saved. For, you know, um, uh, that ye may know that ye have eternal amen. life. Amen. I'm trying to remember the verse off the top of my head. Uh, these things have, have I written, written unto you, you that yeah. ye may know that ye have eternal life. He, he doesn't want us to guess. He doesn't want us to wonder. You know, right? I mean, he wants us to know it. He, he doesn't purposefully try to confuse us. Right? No, this is information that he wants us to discover Absolutely. and find, and he's made it. He's put it in plain sight. Yes, I have in here an example of a man in the Old Testament uh, who did not follow God's proper order because he is a God of order. He is a God of of decency and and order, and he lost his life as a result. And so, Pastor, you're familiar with this story, Uzzah, as they were returning the Ark of God from the Philistines. They were uh, traveling from where the Philistines had it. Back to, you know, the nation of Israel. Uh, they had it on a cart. They had it on a cart and they're pushing this cart. And this cart, uh, starts to wobble and shake and, you know, I guess the terrain was un, uneven and not level. And Uzzah, doing a good thing, he reaches over to keep the cart from falling on the ground. The Ark of the Covenant, this is a very important, uh, uh obviously piece of furniture. And God kills him. And I remember when I first read that, when I was a newer Christian, I thought, well, this is not right. This doesn't seem just. He's trying to do a good thing. Uh, he's trying to do something helpful. The problem was you had to study it a little bit more and understand he wasn't doing it the way God ordered it to be done. Because God is a God of order. He didn't follow God's plan, God's Bingo. system. Bingo. Uh, there were there was a, there was a way to carry it where regardless of the terrain it would need to be touched. That's right. That's right. And so he God has said the Levites are to carry it. Yeah. They're to carry it, uh, and and obviously it has to be people from the tribe of Levi, and they had to carry it with staves, yeah. uh, long poles with yeah. the the four hoops or or rings at the corner of the ark, uh, and they were to carry it on their shoulders. And you're right. Uh, Uzzah's, Uzzah's punishment was not um, necessarily. Um, reaching up and touching it, although that was the, the sure. mistake, mm-hmm. it was that he didn't know and didn't do his homework and didn't study yeah. to do it the orderly way God had intended. He got things out of order and he paid the price for Exactly. It. And that's the whole point. The point is that God is a God of order and we must follow his order in order to know him, in order to serve him, in order to live for him, uh, and ultimately in order to be with him for all of eternity. Right. He did not bring this confusion into this whole religion talk and this religion debate. Uh, it, it, it's not from God. As a matter of fact, uh, we're going to talk about next who it's from. All right. Uh, letter A under point number two, the confusion, Satan's impurity. Satan's impurity. Uh, so Satan, the devil, he's the one that brought this confusion into the world, that brought this confusion into this debate over the amount of religions. Okay, He's the master deceiver and he wants nothing more than to cause confusion. Yeah. And uh, John 8:44, uh the Lord Jesus Christ uh spoke of the devil uh and he referred to him in very some very strong language. Pastor, can you read that verse for us John 8:44? Year of the father, year of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth, but there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. He is the father of lies. Wow. Yeah, a lying spirit. Yes. And so for us to to claim that all there's too many religions, that, you know, they're basically all the same, what the devil is trying to do, he's lying to 
the world. He's lying to us and trying to get us to not submit ourselves to God Almighty. Because he's trying to do everything he can to avoid people from knowing the truth and following the truth. The word religion is found in the Bible four times. And three of the four times it's mentioned in a negative light. God does not want us to find religion. Amen. Um, religion is Satan's counterfeit sure. to what God intended. And you know, that's what Satan's an expert at. That's right. He's an expert at counterfeiting that's or right. confusion. Amen. And listen, Satan wants to take as many people to hell with him as he can. Yes. And so he knows we're built to innately worship. And so he has created all sorts of counterfeits to the truth to keep people away from the truth. Amen. So he can take as many of them with him to hell as possible. Yes. I remember a uh, uh, pastor that you and I were under together in Baltimore. He used this illustration to uh, help. It helped me. And to this day, I still use it. Uh, it would be like uh, if someone was maybe at a, you know, at someone's house hanging out at, at a party of some sort. And maybe they had a pool and people were swimming. And you have the jokester, the prankster, right, come and he's trying to push someone into the pool uh, that maybe didn't want to swim or maybe wasn't prepared to swim, wasn't dressed to swim. And that person, as they're being shoved into the pool, they're pulling and grabbing and trying to reach for as many people as they can to yank them in there with them. Uh, that's kind of what the, the devil is doing. Uh, he's the one that he's going to be pushed into the lake of fire ultimately. Uh, and he's trying to grab and pull and yank and take as many people there with him there's two as possible. There's two elements to that. Satan, first of all, wants to be worshipped. Yes. And and that was what got him kicked out of heaven. Amen. He was trying to ascend above God so everyone Amen. would worship him. Amen. He still desires to be worshipped. Of course. And so by creating false religions, he creates an avenue for himself in his own way to feel as though he's being worshipped. Yeah. The second avenue, The second thought on this is that Satan hates us because we're all made in the image and likeness of God. Amen. And so by destroying us, taking us us as a humanity yes. to hell or as many of us as he can, he in essence is getting back at God and punishing God, destroying those that sure. he hates. He hates sure. us because we we emulate God. You know, there's a lot about Satan's impurity playing into this. And for the person who looks at all of the religions in the world and sort of throws their hands up in the air and says... Who can actually, you know, untangle this knot uh, yeah. and figure this out? Yeah. Um, when you understand that Satan counterfeits 99% of the religions uh -huh. in the world yeah. and that there's only one, well, then you can begin to look for patterns and sure. trends. Sure. And so to circle back around to the contradiction Amen. and talk about how these different roads take us different directions, really there's two destinations. There's right and there's wrong. Sure. Right, And Satan's goal is to get us off of right. We're finding the path of right. And all of these other paths may lead to their own particular place with their own different religions. But ultimately, the goal is to keep you from the truth. Yeah, ultimately, those are wrong. Ultimately. Right. So yes. there's one path that's right, mm -hmm. that God has intended, that's and right. there's everything else. So then we begin to look for patterns yeah. within these different world religions. Yeah. And I found this interesting. Sure. Um, and not to go against what you're saying with contradictions. No, go ahead. Because I, I agree that most of the religions of the world, and even the two I'm going to list, mm -hmm. have slightly different outcomes, slightly different sure. destinations. But Mormonism and Islam share these things in common. They both uh, began with a prophet who was given holy scriptures by an angel. Mm. One named Muhammad, the other one named Joseph Smith. That's right. They both pushed polygamy. Yep. Right? Uh, early on with um, uh, with Mormonism and 
less so now. Uh, and in some sects of Islam, this would still be the case. The religion was not spread through sermons, but rather by the sword. Yeah. As Joseph yeah, Smith traveled west, he killed farmers and took their wives. This mm. is historically documented. Mm. And taught other people to do the same. Um, both were involved in being married to children who were uh, to children or teenagers. Mm. Um, uh, they both, uh, both religions, Mormonism and Islam, took their prophet and turned them into deity. Yeah. Muhammad and Joseph Smith were both turned into deity. And you look at that and say, how is it that two different religions are wrapped around two different cultures in two different ways? And you go, there must be a force behind those yeah. that are leading that. That's right. And so as we get deeper into this, to the listener, I would just say, figure out um, that there's a right path and there's a, and there's a bunch of wrong paths that are meant to distract you. Amen. And figure out which one's the right path. That's really Amen. the name of the that's game. That's perfect. I'm glad you added that in there. That's that's tremendous. That's very good information. Um, and we have in our notes here talking about uh, Satan being the master deceiver, Satan being the, the father of all lies. What he wants to do, and, and me and one of our church members in our, in our church in New York, we, we talk about this frequently. What Satan wants to do is he doesn't want to give you a bold-faced lie right off the bat. What he wants to do is he wants to give you enough truth, real truth, actual truth, to where it feels and sounds right. But then he's going to be off just a hair, yeah. off just a hair. And so he's got you, right? He's, he's caught you. But eventually, as you extrapolate this belief system out, uh, you're not off just a hair anymore. You're off. You missed the mark. You missed the mark tremendously. Yeah. Uh, like a construction worker, uh, you know, if, if their tools aren't square, eventually they may just be off just a hair, but eventually that whole building is going to be off. It's going to be off center. It's going to be uh, slanted. It's going to be crooked. It's not going to work eventually. The further out you get. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and I've, I've learned this um, uh, investigating uh the the snipers like the the folks that that uh that are in the military and they're literally they're snipers uh the guy that they made a movie about i forget his name but he shot a uh he he was a sniper he shot a target from like farther out was than just a mile away guy that hit yes a, hit, hit, a, hit a terrorist a mile yes, away yes it was like so far away that I, they can't understand how he did it and, you know, he talked about, you know, how he had to measure things out. He had to take, of course, gravity into effect. And so even though the target is here, you know, he had to aim at a different point yeah. because eventually the trajectory of that, that bullet, you know, had to get there. And he had to take uh, velocity and gravity all in consideration. Wind, all that, yeah. And when, and, and that's what the devil wants, us, wants to do because he wants us to shoot in a different direction. But he wants it to be so close where it looks and feels right uh, and sounds right. Uh, and maybe even it uh, just looks right, but it's off. It's off. And we have to be very careful uh, what we believe and who we follow. That's why it's so important to always back our beliefs with the Bible. With Satan the Bible. is the king of subtlety. Amen. All the way back to the Garden of Eden. That's right. He took a, a lie and he took truth and he that's mixed right. it together. That's right. And he got humanity to fall. And that's exactly what he continues to do. Repackaging, right? The same, the same lie, yeah. over and over. Whether it's Islam, whether it's uh, uh, Mormonism, he's taking the same lie and 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 smidging, making just a smidge different, and repackaging it, 
And now he's been doing it for he, centuries. He calls God by a different name. Yes. Right? Well, all he's doing is placating on someone's desire to worship yeah. and giving them a, a way to do it that doesn't find the truth. Amen. Amen. So uh, we see Satan's impurity. The reason for the confusion is because he's the master deceiver and he's caused deception and lies and he's caused a, a mass of confusion for humanity. Uh, but we see also a part of that, letter B under uh, the confusion, is man's imagination. Man's imagination. And this one, this one's big. Commandment number two of the Ten Commandments says in Exodus chapter 20, verses 4 and 5a, it says, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. Uh, that's the root word of the word imagination, image, or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Verse 5 says in Exodus 20, Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them, for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God. I'm a jealous God. And listen, this is not only a reference to physical idols. Obviously, we shouldn't make physical idols or physical images uh, but this also refers to us having an image of God that we formulate in our minds. An image of God that's contrary to the God of the Bible. He says, don't do that. Commandment number two says, do not make God in, in what you think God should be. I love how you lay this out. I've always looked at the first two commandments and thought, well, that's kind of redundant. Yes. Um, until I saw your notes here yes. on how you laid that out and I realized... The first one is aimed at idol worship. Yes. The second one is aimed at false religions. Bingo. Yeah. And and so we, we make this image, or at least we think that we God should be this way. And if and if he's not that way, then I am not going to follow him. Now all of a sudden you've taken God and you've tried to make him what you think he should be. Instead of you conforming to him, you're trying to get him to conform to you. And how many religions are doing that? You know, uh if we can't believe in a God that would give man a free will to choose to accept him or reject him, then we're believing in a God that we have formed in our imagination. Whether someone has led us to do that or we've done it ourselves, that's what we're doing. And yeah. we've seen that. Now, not to chase this rabbit yes, too sir. far off the path, but to those watching tonight that are born-again believers in Christ, we have to be careful here mm -hmm. because what we'll end up doing if we're not careful is we take the parts of the Bible that we want and we follow those. But the parts of the Bible that don't fit what we want, we just kind of shelve those. We put yeah. those over there and that's a form of Christian idolatry. Yeah. We have to be yeah. careful about that. Absolutely. God is the final authority. And if our own opinion doesn't line up with Scripture, well, then our opinion's wrong. Yes. And we need to work to bring our lifestyle in line with what the Bible says. Great point. Because even though we're saved, we can still break this commandment. Yeah. We can still break this commandment. Now, I, I, we're not trying to, but we're sinners, and sinners are going to sin. And part of sinning is breaking God's commandments. And so at times we can break this commandment by, okay, we make idols of Sports athletes at times, of sports in general. I know that's the tough one for me, that I have to fight all the time. Uh, there's, there's ways that, uh, you know, fasting, okay? Fasting is hard. It's difficult. But it's part of the whole counsel of God. That's right. And, and if we ignore it indefinitely or forever, then, you know, we're saying, well, you know, I follow God, but not that part. Or there's, you know, uh, whether or not someone believes it's a sin to drink alcohol and they mm -hmm. want to rationalize 
uh, verses away. Uh, yeah. You know, there's the roles given to us in marriage, and yes. people want to say, "Well, I'm a Christian, but I don't want to hold to that." And tithing. There's tithing. There's <laughs> should I spank my two year old? Yeah. You know, there yeah. are all sorts of things where we we have our own version of Christianity where we kind of expect God to morph to yeah. who we are. So we can do the same thing that the unsaved do, uh, as far as making God in our image. Even right. though we're truly saved. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah. totally agree. I but totally agree. The, the material here is more meant to show that people do this in yes. regards to their own salvation. That's right. That's exactly and we right. we can see that as Christians. Because if we do it. That w- and when we do it, yes. how much easy it's easy for people to do this That's without right. salvation. That's right. That's right. Making God in our image. And we're supposed to be in his image. Not him in our image, right? Uh, I have here, if we can't believe in a God that would allow Christ rejecting sinners to spend eternity separated from him in the lake of fire, then we're believing in a God of our own imagination. That's the, the people that say, well, if he's a loving God, then how could he possibly send people yeah, to we're him? trying to ramrod him into our rationale Bingo. instead of us coming in line with his rationale. That's right. That's yeah. right. And so uh, Romans chapter 1, we use this passage, I believe it was uh, last week or the week before, uh, where it's obvious that, that man in his vanity uh, has chosen to ignore God. Now, those that are unsaved, and so, but they have this innate desire to worship, and so they develop their own worship system and their own worship uh, uh, idol or God. Uh, and Romans chapter 1 tells us exactly that that's, this is why this happens. Uh, I'll go ahead and read it for us. In in, uh, Romans chapter 1, verses 18 through 21, the Bible says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God hath showed it unto them, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. We talked about God gave us the witness of creation, God gave us the witness of conscience, uh, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Verse 21 of Romans chapter 1. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. Man's imaginations, man's his imagery. They became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. So instead of man uh, hearing from God, instead of man having that innate desire to worship God, looking at creation and trying to find God, uh, looking at uh, feeling their conscience, the law of God written on their hearts, and instead of them finding the truth about God and submitting to it, most human beings reject that truth and seek their own way to understand God. And, of course, the Bible tells us this leads to foolish uh, thinking, our foolish heart being darkened. And we don't truly find God. We find a God of our own making. And we find a religion, a belief and faith system of our own making. Um, and so, yeah. so the basis of the plethora of religious religions is man's rejection of the revelation of the one true God and their imagination wanting to worship something. And, again... Uh, many people don't want to believe in a God who demands righteousness and morality, and so they invent a God who makes no such requirements. Or they invent a God who allows them to live like they want to six days a week. Exactly. Show up the seventh day. Bingo. Right? Pay a fee or a fine or go <laughs> and to confession, <laughs> and then they can go right back to living the way they were. Yes, yes. I'm telling you. It's That's convenient. It is very convenient, and, and it's very uh, convoluted, uh, and it's very wrong. It's very wrong, okay? Um, so, many people who uh, don't want to believe in a God who declares 
that it's impossible for people to earn their way to heaven, and so they invent a God who accepts people into heaven if they have completed certain steps, if they followed certain rules, or uh, obeyed certain laws, uh, at least to the best of their ability. And so this is, again, us creating a God of our own making, in our own image, uh, our imagination. And so many people don't want a relationship with a God who is sovereign and omnipotent, and so they imagine a God as being more of a mystical force and a uh, more of a, 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 a almost like a, a inanimate type thing instead of a personal sovereign yeah. ruler. And so the the existence of so many religions is demonstrated is a demonstration rather of humanity's rejection of the one true God. Mankind has replaced him with gods that are more to their liking, gods that are more to their liking. So the confusion comes not from God. He's a God of order. He's not the author of confusion. The confusion comes from Satan's, his impurity, his deception, and from our imagination. And so, Real Pastor, quick, go ahead. I'll just say here, if you're taking the attitude of, well, you know, there's so many religions of the world, who's to know which one's right, so why should I care to try? Be careful with that. Yeah. There's truth. And um, uh, we were joking around about this ahead of time, but people say, well, is there really absolute truth? Or they say there is no absolute truth. And I would just say, are you absolutely sure that there's no, there's no, there's no absolute truth, right? So, uh, you know, there, there, I think most folks who are watching this really do believe in absolute yeah. truth. And at the end of the day, God, when you stand before God and give an account of your life, uh, he's going to want to know what you did with that truth, whether or not you discovered it. And just because you think it's hard to find is not an excuse for That's you to right. not find it at all. Amen. Yeah, the fact that someone says there is no absolute truth is an absolute statement. Yeah. And so it it absolutely it absolutely uh, denounces what they're saying. Yeah. Because if you say, well, are you absolutely sure? Well, yeah, I'm absolutely sure. Well, you just made an absolute truth statement. I can, so, I can remember being like in in middle school with math and thinking, well, this is just too confusing, and and walking away. Well, I, I got an F on my homework when I did that, right? And yeah. there, there is an answer to the math problem. Yes, yes. And, you know, you, you've got to work through that. So there is an answer Amen. to this salvation puzzle. That's right. And you have to stay with it until Amen. you find it. Amen. Now, we just had a knock at the door. So uh, we're trying to stay, stay with you, stay with you as you stay with us. Uh, Joe's doing the best he can to, to oh. keep... Keep yeah. our, what, what do you call this, our studio. Our studio. Keep Satan out of the studio. Oh. I don't even know who that was. So, uh, so right. we're, uh, we see, we've seen the contradictions. We've seen the confusion. Uh, we're at the last point now. We see the conclusion. The conclusion. So letter A under point number three of the conclusion, uh, we see the biggest difference. The biggest difference is this. Most religious views make a contradictory statement uh, about the way we are saved. They all say something somewhat different. Uh, true Christianity, in my opinion, I believe, is the only belief system in the world uh, that says the work is done by God himself. The work of salvation, what's needed to be saved to receive eternal life, is done, is completed by God and not by us. Every other religion is saying, do this, do this, do this, do this, do all these different things. Or continue to do all these different things. Or make sure you complete all these different things. And then maybe, 
right? Most of them say, then maybe you might have eternal life or uh, avoid damnation or whatever the case may be. So we looked at the contrasts, mm-hmm. at the, or the contradiction, rather, yes. at the beginning. We contrasted the different right. religions. And they all are, are a little bit different, sure. right? But here's the one thing that most religions have in common, and that is, like you said, they expect you you to do something That's right. to earn your way to heaven. They, yes. the, the, the Otis is on you. Yes. You must do, right? Yes. And then it's this carrot that dangles out in front of you that you never actually get or you're no. never sure That's whether right. or not you got it. That's and right. listen what that is. That's guilt-based religion. That's right. It's you, you must keep. And if you even slip once, then, you know, that big powerful being up there, whatever they call them, might strike you dead, might hit you over the head, or may not accept you in, in the afterlife. That's right. And That's and right. that is not that is not the God of the Bible that no. I know. No, that Christianity is the one not only is this one of the major differences, of course we can look at the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ rose from the dead. We talked about that, did the resurrection actually happen? I think that was one of our first That was the first one we the did. first yeah. round table discussion. That distinguishes him from any other religious leader that we've seen in history. Muhammad never rose from the grave. Uh, Joseph Smith never rose from the grave. A Buddha never rose from the grave. I mean, these Confucius is still in the grave. grave. This identifies the Lord Jesus Christ and true biblical Christianity as the truth that's out there. And so God wants us to know that truth. Uh, And the difference is we don't have to do anything. Someone watching at home might say, Pastor, well... We do something, we believe. And yes, you're right. But believing is the one thing you do where you don't actually do anything. Believing. <laughs> what you're believing in what was done exactly. on the cross. Yeah. So and that's what that's what completes this. Is yes. you either believe that you have to do it. I look at they're they're basically you can take all the religions in the world and put them in one of three camps. You have doing mm-hmm. that says you've got to do it to get there. It's all on you. That's right. There's done, and that mm-hmm. says that Christ did it on the cross. Amen. He paid the price, and all That's you right. have to do, really, all you have to do, the That's only right. action required in you is, is believing. And then Satan is so crafty. And it's not even an action. It I mean, is. It's just it's an internal acceptance. Right. It's the extending of the proverbial right. hand of receiving Amen. the gift Amen. that Christ purchased on the cross. But then Satan is so crafty, he's found a way to come up with a third umbrella for those who don't buy into doing or done, and it's a mixture of the two. Yeah. You have to believe that Jesus died on the cross, and you have to be a good person in order for the Lord to accept yes. you. And, and this is why we distinguish between Christianity and true Christianity, because there are some out there who would be considered Christian or Christianity uh, that, you know, they're believing in works. They're believing you have to believe in Christ, but you also have to do, do, do this and, and that and the other. You have to be baptized. You have yes. to speak in tongues. You have yes. to attend church. Yes. All of these things they added to it, whereas right. believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And thou shalt be saved. Period. Amen. Uh, and, and, you know, we won't get into the verses that are used by those types of folks because they're, they're, mis- they're taken out of context, uh, they're misquoted, so forth we and so on. We need another two hours. We need another two hours, <laughs> yes. So we see the biggest difference is uh, Christianity, number one, the Lord Jesus Christ rose from the grave. Number two, it's done. It's complete. All we have to do is accept and believe. Uh, let's look at uh, letter B under the conclusion, the biggest deduction. The biggest deduction. So the biggest difference is it's done. And the biggest deduction is if the Bible is the word of God, which we've established that. Yeah, and, and Brother Joe, if you could add a link 
in the comment section below to our study on the Bible being the Word of God. Yeah, and so that was one of the first ones we wanted to make sure we got out there when we started this process because if we don't believe that the Bible is the Word of God, everything we say is moot. We're just wasting our time because this is the final and ultimate authority. Amen. This is God's Word, God's heart written in Word. And so if the Bible is the true word of God, then Christianity has to be the only way to God because God said so. <laughs> not because pastor says so, not because Pastor Morales says, but because God says so. The Lord Jesus himself says, I'm the only way. Yeah, John fourteen six. Right? I mean, when, when, when uh, the disciples were saying, uh, we don't know where you're going and we don't know how to get there. The Lord Jesus says, I'll tell you exactly how to get there, and I'll tell you exactly where I'm going. He says, I am the way. Not a way. Not a way. Not one of many ways. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. It's only through him. Yeah. Now, God created the heaven and the earth. He created heaven and hell. He created us with a free will. We chose to sin against him. And God said, okay, I'm going to create a path back to me Amen. in my grace. Amen. And that one path back is through my son, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so if people want to snub their nose at the path back to God, boy, that doesn't make God arrogant. That makes the person who's That's snubbing right. their nose That's arrogant right. That's for, right. for, for that action. Amen. Um, we are in, in great debt to God for sinning against Amen. Him as our Creator. Amen. And for Him to create a path back, boy, that, that's gracious. Yes. That's kind. Praise the Lord. And God has every right Amen. to reject people who don't come to Him through His Son. That's he it. gave His only Son on the cross Amen. so that we could be saved. And, Praise the Lord. You know, we, we, we are required to come through Him. He created the world. He created the rules. That's right. You don't have to like it. That's right. <laughs> but he gets to create them. And, and it doesn't have to make sense to us. Uh, whether it makes sense to us or not, he still says in Acts chapter 4 and verse number 12, Neither is there salvation in any other. No one. No other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must we must be saved. And that word saved means rescued. Rescued, delivered, yeah. exonerated, forgiven. Yeah. It's only through the Lord Jesus Christ. So it doesn't matter if there's 4,200 different ways. Uh, let's just say that's, the, that's an accurate number for, for argument's sake. If that's a, an absolutely accurate number, there's 3,199 uh, 3, wrong ways. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. Four thousand. Yes, yeah. I'll get it right. Um, I'm trying to do the best. Amen. <laughs> there's four thousand. I almost said three thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. I'm, I'm getting all confused, but you understand. There's yeah. four thousand one hundred ninety-nine wrong ways. Yeah. And there's one right way. So when you get down into the weeds of well, you know, even within Christianity, there's different denominations. Which ones are right and which ones are wrong? Well, it's really simple. Which of those denominations? There's more than one. But which of those denominations teach and preach that Jesus is the only way to heaven, and that salvation is found by putting your faith and trust in him? If you can figure that out, 
um, uh, then you have found the right quote-unquote religion. And what a great way to, to wrap this up, Pastor Morales. God is not looking. God is not looking for you to establish religion. Amen. He is looking for you to establish a relationship That's right. with him because he loves you. And a God that would love you so much to give up his only son to die on the cross in your place, and the only requirement he places on you is a childlike, innocent faith, a heart faith in him, Boy, that's a God I want to associate with. Amen. And <clears throat> I tell you what, it, it makes complete sense to me. When I first heard the gospel, I, I was taken aback by just the fact that God would care that much for me. And it really blew my mind. I thought, I'm no one. I'm insignificant. I'm not important. Um, I'm a I'm a big sinner. And to hear that God in heaven, the creator of the universe, cared enough about me to send his son to die for all, but yes, but to, but to die for me. I thought, I, that's a God I'm, I'm willing to follow. Yeah, That's a God I'm willing to, to serve. Yeah, anyone who would be willing to lay down their life on my behalf, boy, yeah. I'm, in, I'm in with that. I'm, I'm all over respect and honor for that person. Amen. And he deserves it. He's worthy of it. And uh, I thank God that at 18 years old, you know, I wasn't four like you, but I'm glad that I wasn't 40 or 30 or, uh, you know, I'm glad. I wish I'd have gotten saved younger, but I'm glad that I got saved when I did. Yeah, the Bible tells us, behold, now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. So whether you are 4, 18, 40, or as a, a man I led to the Lord uh, named Dennis just a hand, handful of weeks ago, he was on his deathbed. Hmm. Wh- wherever you are, if you're breathing air and you're able to understand this, put your total faith and trust in Jesus Christ. He's the way, the truth, the life. The only way. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us uh, this evening. We hope that our round table at the uh, square desk or rectangular desk uh, has been an encouragement to you. And, uh, Pastor, thank you again for uh, coming up with this idea. It's been a blessing to me. Amen. I believe it's been a blessing to our church. And uh, so let's make sure we continue on. Uh, did we decide if we're having another one next week? I can't remember. Um, I think we talked yeah, about we're, presenting we're, the gospel at some point. We're going to do a couple of more of these. Okay, so and we'll have several more. Shortly, Amen. we'll get back to a Sunday evening service. Yeah, we're, no. we're heading that direction. But in, in, the, in the loop, in the meantime, we'll be... Amen. And so we'll, uh, we'll let you know as uh, soon as we can determine which one we're going to look at next week. And uh, stay, stay, in, uh, stay in touch and stay connected. Uh, we're, we're looking forward to continuing to get folks back into the building uh, slowly but surely. And we love you all. We're praying for you. And uh, we look forward to uh, seeing you again at our, at our next roundtable discussion. And thanks so much for joining us tonight. God bless you all.